Welcome to the Residential Movement. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Maciejewski, a house call dentist with a lot of passion for dental home care. I'm here to encourage, equip, and empower dentists like you to begin offering dental services at the residences of patients who are best served at home. Listen in as we talk dentistry, business, ethics, mindset, and more, and learn how you can become a part of the Residential Movement. Hi there. Today we're going to talk about something that's obviously very relevant to house call dentistry, but even if you're a chairside doc, I want you to keep these lessons in mind. So no matter who you are, I hope this episode really helps you out. House call dentistry demands more than simply developing rapport with the patient. I want house call dentists to remember to be compassionate to caregivers, because if you're doing dental house calls, in many cases, you'll be communicating with family members or caregivers. From the moment an inquiry is made, it may involve interacting with family members or caregivers. So it's important to understand the entire family or group dynamic. It's nice if you can gather as much information as possible prior to your visit. You or whoever answers your phones should ask some simple intake questions prior to your appointment. You're calling on behalf of your mother, are you your mother's healthcare proxy, etc. It's important to understand who the consenting guardian is and who will be present at your visit. Accommodental uses Curve, a cloud-based EHR that can allow patients to log into a patient portal and complete medical questionnaires, consent forms, HIPAA forms, and all the necessary forms prior to the initial visit. This is great when it works because then you have a lot of information to review in advance. But I'll admit, this is not a foolproof process because a lot of my patients who are best served at home don't always use the internet. So many of my patients are self-consenting elderly people who just don't have an email address. So when this happens, schedule some extra time at your initial visit to review all the necessary forms and just to spend some time chatting to understand the patient's unique position. So let's say you receive a phone call from a man looking to schedule an appointment for his wife. You ask questions over the phone and realize that he is the consenting guardian and healthcare proxy. He uses email, so you send along an invitation to the portal. Prior to the visit, you've reviewed the forms and you've gathered that this man is making an appointment for his wife with Alzheimer's. She's not indicating any dental pain. He just knows that she's overdue for her maintenance visit. Two years ago, his wife was not cooperative at the family dental office and her cognitive condition has only declined since then. It's become too difficult to transport her out of the house. You arrive for this visit and you're greeted by this man. He brings you to meet his wife and then you see a younger woman too. Now, you were not expecting to meet anybody else today. The questionnaire did not mention this younger woman. Who is this? Is this an aide? Is this their daughter? Quickly introduce yourself and figure out who's who. You'll be spending the next hour or so in this family's home, so you want to make sure you understand the entire dynamic and that they understand your role, too. In this case, the younger woman is their daughter. She stays home every day to care for her mom. So although the husband is a healthcare proxy, this woman is the primary caregiver. When you're reviewing medical history, this daughter tells you that the primary care doc prescribed a presidate prior to your visit, just because they thought it would be a good idea. You begin your exam, and boom, you're just overwhelmed with the perio. Bloody gums and calculus galore, you know. Her last visit was two years ago. These teeth look like they haven't been brushed in 10 years. Before you freak out or get angry with anyone, pause. Before you place any judgment or blame, stop breathe, and think about the position of the caregiver. Think of everything that you don't know. Ask questions and listen. So ask the daughter, how is brushing and flossing going? 
This is her answer. We brush every day, usually twice, but sometimes my mom falls asleep before we get to brush at night. She hates when we brush, though. She can't spit, so I try not to use too much toothpaste just in case she swallows it. Honestly, I can't get in there to floss because she'll start swatting at me. While she's answering your question, the daughter brings out her mom's toothbrush, shows you the toothpaste they've been using, and shows you the flossers they've tried using. Now, what do you think of that answer? Wasn't that telling? What are you thinking now? Now, if some answer that the family gives you clearly outlines neglect or if a family refuses to treat real problems that you diagnose, alert who you need to alert. We're patient advocates. But really exercise good judgment here. Does this explanation from the patient's daughter give you any reason to think that this patient is neglected? No, it sounds like this patient is extremely difficult to care for. Remember that the family called you to come over into their house and help their mom. They obviously value her dental health. You're seeing this patient with a pre-sedate, remember. A lot of families can't and don't want to sedate their loved one every day. So remember, you are not there when they're trying to administer daily care. You don't know what they're going through to care for this woman every single day. Honestly, after feeding, bathing, toileting, giving meds, and everything else, dental care may be an afterthought. Or maybe the caregiver has decided that brushing before bed just isn't worth the battle that night. Please don't misunderstand me. I do not condone neglect. I want patients to have a healthy mouth. I just want you to develop compassion for caregivers and join in on your patient's care from a helpful place of compassion and guidance, not judgment and condemnation. So yes, jump in with suggesting more frequent recalls. Throw everything preventive their way. Prevident, chlorhexidine. Do everything to help your patients. But do everything you can to help their families too. This will ultimately help patients even more. This looks like OHI for the family recommended specialty products like from TP for the family. You can check out the link in the show notes for deals on specialized products. Just go above and beyond to help caregivers help their loved one. I even spent one of my house call visits meeting a patient and her family at my local hospital. My patient is a candidate for OR sedation and she has extreme anxiety about visiting medical facilities. The family asked me to be at the hospital to help bring her to her dental department consult. Even just my presence was hugely relaxing for my patient and relieving to her family members. So don't underestimate the value of moral support. Remember, you're there to aid and care, not to judge. When you work with a family, not against, and arm the family with instruments, products, and most importantly, knowledge, your patient will experience positive outcomes. If you're a particularly patient and compassionate dentist, I hope you consider offering residential dental care. It's a field that needs more providers like you. Whether you're considering offering dental home care or not, you can support the cause by contributing to the Home Smile Care Foundation. The Home Smile Care Foundation is a nonprofit organization founded by myself and my loved ones. It exists to provide financial assistance to patients or families who struggle to afford dental home care. Visit Home Smile Care Foundation to contribute. Thank you for spending your time considering the plight of not only patients who are best served at home, but their caregivers as well. I appreciate you. That's a wrap on this episode of The Residential Movement. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to stay updated and leave me a review. If you know someone who could benefit from this info, please share this with them. All of these actions help fuel the residential movement. Thanks again for listening, Doc. Keep up the good work.